Yo, yes. Aiken, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, 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 All right, sir. Perfect. Perfect. Nice. Ladies and gents, welcome to MD Podcast. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who's been supporting since season one. And we are now on season nine, episode 17. I, by the time you guys hear this, this will be episode 17. And um, man, this is actually the second time I'm going to have this homie my, and this artist that I fuck with on the show. He's he's very supportive of my podcast. And I'm glad to have him on for the second time. And uh, he got a new album coming out called Thoughts of the King for 2024. He got 13 joints on that. And for all those who are on YouTube, you guys got to check out the video the hard way. I think a lot of us can relate on that video. That's, that's just crazy, by the way. Um, <laughs> that video is like, oh, man, don't take me back to that place, please. Um, don't don't trigger me back to those dark times, man. Fuck. Um, <laughs> but I just want to say that for from my hip hop heads, he got a new freestyle out over Mob Deep's burn, and uh, I've been fucking with that these last couple of days. I, I I peeped that joint. So, ladies and gentlemen, without no further ado, man, we got Eight King in the house. What's up, dog? How you doing, man? Antoine King, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me on, brother. It's been a minute. Um, let's take it from here. How, what you been up to since the last time we spoke? Oh, man, just, you know, really what I've been up to is just still, you know, writing and recording music, but at the same time, just finding new ways to get the art out there. And, you know, I thought it'd be cool for me to revisit some of my favorite hip hop beats and rap over them, you know, give them a 16. You know, everybody on social media, a lot of people, I, I would say, have a very, you know, short attention span. So you give them a verse and they can take that in. Yep. And it's been working well for me, to be honest. You know, yep. this one, uh, the freestyle I did uh, before that has been doing really well. So, you know, it's another way for me to connect with people who um, love hip hop the way that I do. What made, when, when did you come across that burn beat like recently? Like what made you think of that beat? Like, hey, shout you... out to my homie Robert, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, you know, I, I, he, he goes by ill. Uh, he actually did work to do with me. Um, wow. Song. Yeah, yeah, he's actually featured on that song. But wow. me and him, when we were just getting out of high school, we rapped over that beat. Yeah. Like a freestyle session. We were just, we played that beat all night. And I was like, man, that's one of my favorite hip-hop beats. You know, Mob Deep is a legendary group. Uh, shout out to Havoc, rest in peace to P. But, you know, that was a beat that I always had in mind. I'm like, if I'm going to do this freestyle series, I definitely want to include that. So I hopped on it, felt good, you know, and, you know, I just wanted to get something that can stick with people, not just the random, you know, the braggadocious stuff. I wanted to give something that can stick to people's ribs. And, you know, I think I accomplished that. I don't really live the pop life now, because for real, you can get pop right now. Man, man. <laughs> oh, man. The mob was serious, man. Rest in peace to a uh, fucking prodigy. What kind of Rest fucked up world is this, man? Man, prodigy. What's crazy? What? I live, I live out here, and he, you know, he passed away out here. Unfortunately, man. I think it, you know, his sickness got real bad out here in Vegas, and you know, he ended up passing away, man. Rest in peace, to prodigy. I kind of like. It's hard to believe it's still right. Like what? Like man, I can't it happened all of a sudden. 
It's, yeah, it just happened out of the blue. Like everybody yeah. was just recipe supply. I'm like, you go, and this you got to keep in mind. At the time, they were touring. Yeah, man. They were doing festivals. They they were, you know, what I mean, celebrating life. And for for the mob to just, you know, half of the mob to be going like that, that that's crazy. And it looked like too that he was in the best uh best of uh, shape physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Like these mm-hmm. last, like I would say, like. Like the last three years of his life, um, right? He started doing like more like cooking, like YouTube cooking. Sh- he would do like a cooking show, cooking like he would cook for like YouTube shows and uh, right. He was writing right. books. He was writing books and just yeah. Oh, I have man. his book actually. I, I actually bought that book before yeah. he passed away. Controversial, it, it, very controversial. It, <laughs> it, you know, it struck a lot of nerves and you know Nas Noriega. It struck a lot of nerves that book. You know, Nas uh, even quote said, "You know, I wish I wish P wouldn't have wrote that book. You know, because it was just there was a lot going on. But like you said, he looked healthy, and the fact that we don't know, man. You know, what I mean, we got to take every day as it comes, bro. We we can't we can't predict none of this. You know, you just got to enjoy the ride. Yeah, man. Speaking of health, like I know you're a big proponent to to like um, physical workout." Um, what, what's like your exercise like Monday through Friday or through the week? Like, what's your routine like? That's a great question. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do primarily upper body and back. I do chest, biceps, uh, back on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tuesdays and Thursdays, those are all lower body. Hamstrings, wow. calf muscles, quads, everything is that. But primarily, it's the eating. And, you know, yeah. I think in America, we think we need to eat three, four times a day. And you really don't, you know, yeah. have a cup of coffee, try to skip one meal. That's what I try to preach to everybody. Try to skip at least one meal a day. Yeah. And you'll feel better. You'll feel lighter. You won't feel as tired. You know, I don't eat until maybe 10, 12 o'clock is when I have my first meal of the day. Before that, I'll have one cup of coffee. And that's it. After that, I'm drinking tea. I'll drink some green tea. And it's just... And it just helped me, um, it helps me stay energized. It really does throughout the day. Um, do you do cardio? Absolutely. I run Monday, Wednesday. I run uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days a week. I'll do three miles. Wow. Fasted cardio, three miles. Before I even touch the gym. Before I even touch the gym, I, we, you know, we have a, a treadmill in the living room, actually. Yeah. You know, we have a treadmill in the living room. And I'll do three miles a day, three miles nonstop. And that's good, man. That you're really um, promoting health because, you know, for us artists, I really believe, especially those who are in the moment of like creating, and if you're if you're constantly in the studio, it can be a nerve wracking thing to be mm-hmm. to be working on an album or a mixtape or a song or a video. I think you need to work out. The, the, I think you need to get that sweat off you and just work those nerves and have some kind of physical cardio workout because you're going to need that for your anxiety and I think the more you have cardio it keeps your mind fresh I think you're more alert you know I bet more ideas come to your mind when your mind is clear because you because you exercise you know like, absolutely take care of yourself man I don't know absolutely you know really? it's funny you say that I, I was getting ideas for my album on, on Friday when I was just laughing on a treadmill a lot of song ideas. I'm gonna be honest with you. Sometimes I've written verses on the treadmill. 
like because my mind is clear and I'm like oh man you know just put bars together or whatever but a lot of ideas come to me when I'm working out and people don't understand like throughout your days you're gonna need that like you said you're gonna need that positive reinforcement because sometimes being an artist you know this it, it can be it can be depressing at times yeah man that's it can right be like you're putting in a lot of work and you may not see the immediate um, payback from that you know so you're gonna need something to keep you going keep you motivated keep you energized and for me um you know me working out and staying on my health that really does it for me that actually keeps me going it keeps me energized you know it, it kind of reminds me of why i started doing it why i started doing the music so it definitely helps hell yeah dog um so yo thanksgiving just passed I was just wondering, man, like, what are you thankful for this year that happened in your life with all this craziness going on in the world? Well, what are you thankful for, bro? Oh, man, that's a great question. I'm thankful for for my health. I'm thankful for my wife. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my kids, every one of them. Um, I'm thankful for, for everything that God has blessed me with thus far, you know? And I try to tell people, you may not be where you want to be yet, but thank God you're not where you were. You know, and I know I've come a long way. You know, me being born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, me losing friends and and family members. And, you know, a lot of people didn't get to see this age and the fact that I made it this far and I have, you know, my family and and I'm just tremendously thankful for my friends, my close cousins, you know. Uh, I'm tremendously grateful, man. Absolutely. There's so much to be grateful for. The music that I put out, you know, and this this is something I can say about being an artist. When you're doing stuff from your heart and doing stuff you believe in, it feels good to get it out. It feels good. Even if it's two people that may see it and react to it like, man, I yeah. needed that. Or, man, yeah. thank you for that. Man, I, I needed to hear it. Even if it's two, three people, like, yeah. that's the goal, to touch people with your art. Yeah. And I think in, in society today, we so focused on streaming numbers. We so focused on how much money did it make? What's your first week sales are? We take our eyes off the prize. And, and our and our true focus should be on getting our art out and letting people, you know, experience it. Yo, man, I the way I see it, it's like, if we need to get it off our chest, we got to write it, we got to record it, and... As much as people probably need to hear it, us artists, we need to do it for ourselves too. Because it's probably absolutely, it's probably healing for us to get these words out and thoughts out. We needed it for us. You had to do it for you. You know, Man. like you got to do it for your mental health, your sanity. Because the way I see it, it's like it's our therapy, a king. It's our therapy. Man, you know and it's funny you say that. Our you know, shit. I was, I was just gonna say this. Uh, shout out to Rick Rubin. Shout out to Rick Rubin. You know, he was producer for Run DMC. He did, you know, 99 Problems for Jay-Z. He released a book that I suggest every artist go on Amazon and buy. Yes. He released the book. Rick Rubin's book is so good, y'all. Take time out of your day. If you're an artist, I don't care if you draw, if you do breakdown, whatever you do as an art form, look up Rick Rubin. Watch some of his YouTubes promoting the book. It's extremely helpful. Because it reminds you to get back to you, to get back to why you love doing what you do and not be so blinded by the outside world, you know? <clears throat> I love this interviews. I love this YouTube and this podcast. Um, 
one thing he says like in the state of creativity if he says if you're in the state of creativity the signs will speak louder to you like you're gonna start seeing signs and <laughs> there's gonna be more inspiration coming into your life because you're you're in the state of creativity mm-hmm. like if you're if you keep your eyes open you're gonna see and hear all kinds of signs that will feed feed into that and like i thought about that you know and um he also said keep recording as much as you can and worry about how you're gonna put it out later uh-huh. he said that too he goes just keep recording and once you feel like you said everything you said then the album's done you know um and i i i, I take i took heed to that a lot these last three years you know for real oh that's great man <laughs> that is that is great and you've been on your grind doing your shows I love to, you know, go on Instagram and see you performing and just rocking that mic. Cause I'm telling you, man, you know, even we was face to face and we were sitting down with Chuck D, you one of those artists <laughs> that that still believe in that stage presence, breath control, like all of that matters. Oh, and you yeah. understand that. Thank you, you know, man. Thank it's you. it's an art to performing and not everybody has that, bro. Not everybody has that. And, and AK, check this out. There was many times in my 20s I was running out of breath, huffing and puffing. I had to really perfect. I, and I still got ways to go, but like the breath control, A-King, um, it, it, that takes a while to develop. Like, you got to get your cardio right. You got to mm-hmm. eat. You got to get your, you got to eat right. Because mm-hmm. my, my mid-20s to late-20s, I would say I was huffing and puffing on stage. I was sweating super hard and um, just kind of h- catching my breath on stage. So I would say in my late-30s now, I took care of my health a little better. And I feel like my breath control is getting better as I go. Oh, good. You know? Like, right. And, and, and that's so know? important. That's, a, that's one of the main reasons I do cardio. Is mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about that when I get on stage or when I perform and when I say raps, I want to have my my lungs be ready for all of that activity. I don't want to just jump out there and I'm huffing and puffing. No, I I would like to be ready. And and I don't know about you, like I, I came up playing ball all my yeah. life, you know. So and Cardio. so I'm used to I'm used to working out anyway. Yeah, like we play basketball all the time. Like that was our thing. So. You know, it, it kind of makes me keep that youthful energy too. That's good, man. Um, let me ask you this: There's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. It is going on right now, bro. Um, you are in the music industry, right? And so am I. Um, we both know how crazy it can get, you know, and um. We've just been hearing stuff about our legends, about our icons, man, that right. are very disturbing and, um, you know, disheartening, huh? You know what I was thinking about, Lily A. King? Like, when I was watching Space Jam, right, when, you're, right, when, you're t- right. when you're 10 years old and the soundtrack is R. Kelly, you don't think about the shit he's doing now. No, no, You're not just at thinking all. about, this is the guy singing, if I, I, I believe, believe I, I can, can fly. fly. Right, right. And, and, and yeah, and, and then Incre- when, when, incredible song, by the way. Incredible song. We're not taking, yeah, right. And when you're watching the Cosby show, you're not thinking nothing, you know? Like, it's Mr. Cosby. When you're thinking P. Diddy Puff, you're just thinking Bad Boy Records. You're not thinking nothing else, but all these things coming out. Hey, King, what do you, what the fuck is going on in Hollywood right now, dog? 
I think, you know, there's some sickness and ugliness going on. There's sickness and ugliness going on. A lot of things are coming to the forefront. It's sick. And, and, you know, what, what I, how I try to look at it is like this. You know, we're in the age of information. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody is basically like their own celebrity if you will, depending on how many followers you have on Instagram, TikTok, you know, you got influencers that have a big following. You got different actors and actresses. They People follow them on Instagram. They go live and talk to their fans. So they can get the word out about anything or anybody within a matter of seconds. Yeah. All they got to do is pick up a phone now. You know, so the information age has really changed things. Things are not staying in the dark as long as they did back in the day you know so a lot of the practices (laughs) that were taking place in Hollywood they're coming to light and and, but I will say this though I will say this even then bro we still don't know everything I know man you know what I mean like we we think we know something but we really don't we're going off by what hits me the social media the news we're going off that but we really don't know what's going on we don't we have no clue yeah man and the way i see it is not just the person who's getting accused is guilty but everybody that's been covering up for them mm-hmm. i and, feel and like it, everyone knows man. everybody right. knows they just they just covered up with you they just covered up for you for decades but everybody right. knows this it's only new to us but it's so it's old news to them you know like you know Right. They've been known. They've been known. They've been known. And uh, like I said, now we're just in the information age where things are coming out more. But in the 90s, in the even in the early 2000s, this stuff didn't get out like this. You know what I mean? People probably had these practices going on along. Look at Harvey Weinstein, man. You know what I mean? That dude Crazy. operated in Hollywood for a long time. Crazy shit. He was behind a lot of movies. He dealt with a lot of actors and actresses. And they know. And they know what he's about. They know what those circles know exactly what's going on. We're like, oh, yeah. said, we're on the outside. We're looking in. We're like, oh man, like what's going on? Like Puffy is supposed to be, you know what I mean? He's one of the guys that shaped the new era of hip hop. He really yeah. did. And he helped shape the new era of R&B, if you want to be honest about it, because I'm a, I I grew up at a time where New Jack Swing was everything. Like, I'm a, I'm a New Jack Swing kid, too. Not just hip-hop. You know, where Guy, Heavy D, Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, I'll Be Sure. You know what I mean? Like, those records were big, and Puffy was behind a lot of that, bro. Uptown Records. Rest in peace, Andre Harrell, you know? But Puffy has been around a long time putting his influence on the culture. Oh, yeah. Um, even Biggie needed a Puff. Man. There's no, there's no way around it. Even there's Biggie... no one more chance without Puffy. There's no Juicy without Puffy. There's no Sky's the Limit without Puffy. Like, he made it... He, made, he took Biggie and made it big. Yeah. You it understand? Like rough diamond in the edge. It was like a mm-hmm. rough, rough diamond in the edge. You know what I mean? Like Biggie was more up. like a, more like a, uh, almost damn near. He was a lyrical gangster rapper. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
he was a lyrical gangster rapper. Like he, he wasn't. If you listen to uh, Party and Bullshit and and some of the earlier records, it's like okay, he's coming out with uh, uh, unbelievable. Like if you listen to those records, he's going in. Yeah, man. Like the radio appeal on the second mm-hmm. album. Um, the re- the radio appeal that Biggie had on that second album was just it made him the greatest. We it knew did. we knew he was great on the first album. We knew he was dope then, but the second album though was like, man, he could he it's a, he's a perfect he's the perfect artist. Like, hey, he's the perfect artist. <laughs> hey, it's funny this this conversation about Puffy uh Cole starts into Biggie, but let's talk about that for a second. Life after death. Hey, all my hip hop dudes, if if you're young, you don't really know about that album, go go listen to that album. Yeah. It's almost like a damn movie. From the yeah, sound man. effects to the metaphors to the beats he's choosing, the string yeah. sections, everything on that album, it was top yeah. quality. Yeah. Top the mixes are insane. Like yeah. Life After Death by Notorious B.I.G., that album is crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Shout out to the Hitman. Shout out to Easy Moby. Yeah. Shout out to uh, every Stevie J. Everybody that worked on uh, D Dot. Everybody that worked on that album, man. That album is it's impeccable. It really is. Yeah, it's the perfect album. I think. Mm-hmm. I think Bad Boy. The legacy of Bad Boy is this. Uh, they knew. They they understood hip hop and R and B that's supposed to dominate the radio when radio meant something, but they also had that street shit in them. Like for example, like the locks is an awkward one on, the, on that mm-hmm. label because um, not awkward, but it it you could tell they were super underground. But Puff polished them up a little bit too, like right. like but you can tell they were straight underground lyricists, yo, like. And you can hear it. You can hear the talent in the locks. Like, um, but okay, so back to Diddy though. Hold on. So, like, you know, Cassie got that 30 mil quick. Right, right, right. (laughs) You know, she got that the day after. Yo, he settled the day after. (laughs) He settled the day after. After yo, he did. He did. thirty million, like like nothing, hey. like here you go, here and you go. But, but this is what I'm gonna say to that. Wow, we got to be careful even with that because you got to think back to Michael Jackson. Yeah, you know Michael Jackson was told by his lawyers that it was beneficial for him to settle as you know settle as quick as you can, not to make the drag. story right. We don't want it to drag. Let's quiet it down, pay the settlement, and keep rolling. But what it did was it had people thinking, oh, this how he operates. And so that's why I'm saying we don't really know. We don't, we, <laughs> like, we, we, it's a lot we don't know. Yeah, I know. You're right. Hey, can let me ask you something. <laughs> I got to ask you this. Go ahead. Yo, go ahead. the Michael Jackson stuff, did you ever believe it? Be honest with me, dog. Nah. Did you, nah. nah. Not I'm even not, a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. Like, and I, I love feel, Michael Jackson. I'm a me fan. Me too. I still I, do. Hey, I just, hey, shout out to my radio show on Hot 702.5. I still do it every Saturday, one, one to two. If you got a cell phone, whatever it is, Hot 702.5. Download the app every Saturday, one to two. We just did a whole Michael Jackson episode. Uh, 
where I dedicated like the whole show to him. We did an hour long mix. It was incredible. But let me say this about Michael Jackson. I yeah. really believe. And I love you, I, Mike, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. And this really king, believe, go. I, I really believe that a lot of that stuff he was taking advantage of, man. Yeah. I, I think he was a man with a good heart. Dude, there are stories about Michael Jackson that a lot of people don't even tell. Yeah. Michael Jackson was going into hospitals, bro. We, they, he was redoing hospitals, yeah. bro. He was walking through. No, we want to get these walls done. I want all toys over here. We, they need to be replaced. No, we need to dust this off. We need to get this better. I need all new machines over there. No publicity. There wasn't cameras behind him. He really loved children because he felt he missed out on his childhood, man. So maybe, may, maybe I'm just different, but I look at that and I'm like, man, you know, in this world, in this cold world, when people see you got a good heart, you can be taken advantage of. You can be taken. And then if you look at his interviews afterwards, look at the man's face. Yeah. The dude don't look like he hurt an ant. Yeah, yeah. He really don't. And for you to convince me that he would hurt children, children, come on, man. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And a lot of the kids, dude, if you really look, like it's stuff all over YouTube and everything right now. A lot of the kids after he passed away said, yeah, my parents got me to do that. Wow, dude. We lied on him. My parents got, dude, no lie, go on YouTube right now. They're they're grown now and they're saying they lied. Is this the second, is this the first case or the second case? Because it happened the, twice. Yeah, the first it and the second twice. case. They, wow. It was proved to be fiction it would it would you know what i mean so i don't i don't look at michael jackson like that and i think he he should be celebrated as a matter of fact i'm gonna promote him right now there's a documentary called thriller 40 if you got paramount plus y'all should go check it out one of the best albums ever made and you know one of the most interesting things about um michael jackson that i think people forget He's from Gary, Indiana. He's from the hood, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and, and and think about it. You know, his father, his Jackson mother, from the, the hood. The way he was raised, like, come on, man. Like the dude, the dude did nothing but help. And you know, it's crazy. Like he helped more than a lot of these celebrities that's out here now. He helped more than a lot of people, man. And people don't even research that. People just, but it's scary. And I'm gonna tell you why, bro. Anybody can say anything about you, too. Yep. You understand? And people will spend the rest of their years saying, hey, you hear what came out about Marlon the MC? Did, did, did you hear it? Did you hear what they said? Do you think he did it? Like, like they will question your whole history, your whole past based off an accusation. So everybody's really vulnerable, too. Now, yep. for the people that do do it, they need to be thrown under the jail. If you rape women, if you molesting people, if you're sexually assaulting, if you're abusing in any type of way, especially children, they need to be thrown under the jail. I got kids of my own, bro. I don't play that whatsoever. But at the same time, we can't just lump everybody into the same box because of accusations. That's what I'm saying. And guess what, A-King? And they can do it to you, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know absolutely. Saying? All of us. But you know what, A-King? It's like this, right? He was Michael Jackson. Of mm -hmm. course, there was some shit that's about to go down. You know, like, I mean, I'm he's be Michael Jackson, dude. I'm gonna be what honest with fuck? you, bro. 
I'm, I don't know if I ever said this in the podcast or interview. I went to Never Neverland. You did? Yeah. On everything I love. My shout out to Coach Chuck. I played for this traveling team called Diamond in the Rough, me and my brother. And at the time in LA, he invited me to his church. So we go to his church. Uh, and the pastor was like, well, I just want to make an announcement. Everybody that's here, they y'all going to get to go to Never Neverland. Michael Jackson invited the whole church. He wow. was inviting churches in, in the hood in LA to come to his house. Now wow. check this out. Michael Jackson wasn't there. He wasn't even there, bro. Right, right, we go right. onto the land. They open the gates. We go into the movie theater. They show the movie. I don't know if you remember this movie. It's called Jack with Robin Williams yes, and Jennifer yes. Lopez. We see that movie. He comes on the screen after the movie, bro. Thank you guys for coming. I'm proud of you guys. Stay positive. Stay being a light in your community. I'm going to open up the playground. You guys can. It was a whole freaking amusement park, bro. He had chefs on the grass cooking food, bro. Burgers, chicken, like it was crazy. We wow. never seen him. We ate free popcorn, free candy. He had a big arcade, Marlon. He cut on the lights. He had That's a big so arcade, bro. You don't put no money in. No money this, in. Does your kids know this? Does your kids know you've been to Never Neverland? That's a story for the kids, man. I told my I told my That's... kid. I, I waited some years and told my wife, I said, we went. We I'd actually went to Never Neverland. It, it was an incredible experience. And and being on the ground, you can tell, like, hey, he he really missed his childhood. Yeah. Look, do I believe kids were at the house? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, they, of course they were in the house. Do I believe they slapped on this bed? I Absolutely. do. I do. Do I believe he touched them? I don't no. know, dude. No. I, 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 I believe they slept in the bed. I believe they slept in this bed. Yeah, I do. I believe that. Dude. Maybe they slept, you know? And, and I think a lot of uh, parents or people out there was on hard times and they said, hey, this could be a way to get some money, especially if he's just settling every time. You understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, yeah. you're just settling. Okay, cool. Michael Jackson is one of the most, especially at the time, he was like the biggest artist, period. Mm-hmm. He was the biggest artist. He was the biggest thing walking. Still is. <laughs> so if, still still is. is. So if he got a chance to, to take a bite out of that apple, that's yeah. what people were doing, unfortunately. It's like, oh, he's settling. Let's let's just let's just accuse him. And and to me, to me, that that was really heartbreaking to see him yeah. go through that. To be honest, because it seemed like the dude had a heart of gold. He was out there trying. He was out there trying. Because you got to think about this. He could have stopped doing everything after those accusations, but he still kept have, helping. He still kept going to hospitals. He still was visiting kids dying of cancer. He was still doing positive things in the community. Hey, man, I was fucking with the last album, Invincible. And Jay Z got, hey. got on the remix, too. Jay Z got on that remix. Man, bro. Yo, Jay Z got on that remix. I remember Invincible. The Trackmasters remix. Remember when Jay Z oh, goes, let the track clap? Oh, clap. yeah. Yo, Trackmasters, <laughs> bring it back. What? And then, Classic. Uh, you know what? Here's what I didn't like too. Man, Quincy Jones has been bashing him the last three, four years. What's up with that? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like I'm that. not feeling that one, dog. What? Come on, Quincy, stop it. And Quincy Dude. is a Quincy is a legend in his own right. They were, I know and, he is. And, and, he is. And, 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 and the thing is, they may have had something you know, happen. 
Something yeah, happened. they may have had a falling out because you got to keep in mind, you know, Quincy did, he did Thriller, and then he worked on uh, the, the album after that. What, what was he that? Did bad. Uh, bad. He, he did, did Bad. Thriller and and bad. he did Off the Wall. And he did Off the Wall. He did Off the Wall. And then here comes time for what? Dangerous. He Teddy Riley. Dangerous. Teddy Riley. Riley steps in. And so you kind of think like, oh, okay, he may have, you know, he may have taken that a bit personally. And, and I don't like seeing that. I really don't. Because they made history together. I think because it was Teddy Riley's era at that time. It was. And, and Teddy Riley's one of my favorite, but actually he's in my top five of producers. Teddy Riley's one of my favorites. Super ever. underrated. That's oh not talked gosh. about enough, dude. My gosh. I had a bunch of people at my house yesterday. We were talking about him. We talked about Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Shout out to them two geniuses. And you know, they, they're two of my favorites as well. You know, everything they touched. Is, and you know who else? Incredible. You know who else is not spoken of? Um, Dallas Austin does not oh get the props. Oh, my gosh. He does gosh. not get the props, huh? Man. He doesn't. At least in the R&D tip. At least in the R&D no, tip, he no, doesn't he, get the props, yo. Even with ABC. Even with uh, uh, another bad creation. Like, at the playground, Aisha, TLC. Like, like all the stuff he was doing, they were all hits. And if you listen to the drum programming, it was like hip-hop meets R&B. It wasn't just, you know, like, laid-back R&B. Laps. Dallas Austin Laps. was a... Yeah, he was a Laps. genius, man. Yeah. He was a straight genius. Boys to Men. Even the stuff he did for Boys to Men. People, y'all go look that up. Do your homework on Dallas Austin. Incredible uh, musician. Man, so, yo. 2024 is coming soon. It's around the corner, man. What are some of the things you're trying to accomplish when, when this new year comes? Well, I'm going to be putting out a lot more music this year. 2024, God willing. Um, a lot more music. I have a, I have a lot to say. And I want to get another album out. Another album will be dropping uh, in 2024. Stay tuned for that. A lot more music. Uh, I have a single coming out. It's called Can I See My Child? Y'all stay tuned for that. It's it's crazy. Uh, If you haven't heard The Hard Way, y'all go check it out. The video is on YouTube right now. Shout out to Toy Roberts. Shout out to Professional Hood Entertainment that came down to Vegas and we filmed it at a friend of mine's house. Shout out to Chris and Tori. Um, and we had such a great time. You know, my wife plays one of the cops. The homeboy Chris plays one of the cops. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's an incredible video, but it tells a, a real life uh, story, you know? And I just want to bring substance back. You know, it's so much for us to talk about that we don't talk about. And it's like in hip hop, we recycle the same topics over and over and over again. It's like, man, this is art. This is art. We can do what we want to do. We can talk about what we want to talk about. You know, so I just want to show that. Uh, and hopefully it inspires somebody else to do the same. The Hard Way video, man. Um, you got your acting on. You got your, oh, you got man. And that one. Um, <laughs> and I can relate to the video so much. Wow. <laughs> it's just crazy, huh? Because you know what? Like, Sometimes you're right. I think hip-hop artists, there's certain things you don't want to touch on, but nah, man. Like, real life is real life, yo. Real life is real life. And I think real life lasts forever. Yeah. Like, real, it doesn't, like yeah. if you really think about it, the Hardway video, that could come out 50 years from now, and, it, and it'll be, 
You know what I mean? It'll be current because those situations will continue to happen. When you're talking about people and their real life, like those topics never, never fade or never go away. Yeah. You know what Richard Pryor said? Richard Pryor said, he goes, I don't care who you are. <laughs> you got to deal with who you are. <laughs> uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to deal with who you really are when all this is done. When when the lights go out and mm-hmm. like the show's done, we all have a life to go to, man. Um, That's so real. It's crazy. Uh, Rest in peace, Richard Pryor. Genius. Go, the go, the go. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what are you? All right. What are you listening to these days? Who are the artists you're listening to to keep you inspired? Who are you bumping? Oh man, that's a great question. I like, uh, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I like the all J Cole features. I like all of his features he's been on lately. He's been on a run that's just been amazing to me. Shout out to J Cole. Um, I still listen to uh, older Kendrick Lamar. I was listening to the the uh, the EP. His EP he put out, and you know, shout out to Dub CNN. Back in the day, we had this website called Dub CNN, and it highlighted a lot of West Coast music. Shout out to Nima. Uh, he's over Empire now, but uh, he was running Dub CNN for a while. I have my music placed on there. And, you know, that's when I first downloaded some of Kendrick Lamar stuff. So I went back to that just to get the feeling back of me. You know, sometimes you have to go back to get that feeling like, man, this is why I do this. This is why I love it. You know, not so much for the outside world, like we were talking about it, you know, earlier with Rick Rubin and things like that, but just for myself, like, this is why I love it. You know, this is why I create songs. And so I was listening to Kendrick, J. Cole. Uh, I like Corday. Um, and then after that, I go, it's older stuff. I'm still listening to E-40. Shout out to, you know what I mean, Yay Area. I'm still listening to E-40. Ice Cube, uh, oh, Tupac, of course, you know what I mean? Those people kind of keep me sharp. I love it. I love it. Um, as far as, like, production-wise, who are the producers, you think, that are on the rise out here? Oh, like, man. Who are the upcoming ones that you think people got to look out for? Oh, man. It, it, it's a lot today. But uh, the new producers... You know who I like is, uh, I forget his name is slipping my mind. He does a lot of Summer Walker's wet records. Mm. And uh, I forget his name. He's incredible. Uh, shout out to him. I still like, you know, when it comes to producers, I ain't gonna lie to you. A lot of the stuff is sounding the same. I'm just gonna keep it real and be honest. A lot of the stuff is sounding the same. Same old 808, same old claps. You know what I mean? Same old trap vibe. And it's like, okay, you know, I guess that's what's being pushed right now. So we're hearing a lot of that stuff. But it's a lot of producers out there that's doing their thing. And um, shout out to all of them that's doing it. But I- I'm going to be honest. I still like Eric Sermon. I still like Battlecat. I still like Quick. I still listen to Dre's production. And, you know, he just did something with Marsha Ambrosia, you know, um, she just put out a record that's produced by Dre. Uh, yep. Shout out to Focus. Uh, Focus, a part of the aftermath. He's he's incredible. You know, so uh, who else? Who else? Shout out to Focus. Shout out to Needles. Shout out to, oh my gosh. Like, it, it's so many guys that, that, that I look up to as far as being a producer. Man, let me see. What do you think about the internet these days? Do you think... 
do you think the internet is still the way to break in these days in the industry, or or do you still believe in the groundwork where you get where we gotta do the shows? Like, do you still think the internet holds the key? I don't. I don't think that, and I think. You know, I think the internet, it can help, you know, get more eyes on you. And that's cool. But I think what I've realized as time goes on is when you build something just strictly off the internet, it goes away faster. Yes, you yes. Understand? You can't sustain it as long You're as right. when people see you, meet you, hear you, feel your energy, act your show. You know what I mean? You sign a CD for them or they get some merch from you. Like, it's nothing like that. They want to see you win. It's different. You know, people scroll all day. People scroll. Some people scroll all day. Oh, I like this. Oh, that's cool verse. You know what I mean? Tap it, like it or whatever, follow you, whatever. But they're not necessarily attached to you. Yeah. But when you see somebody perform live and when you see, you know what I mean? When you see somebody, their aura and you're like, oh man, I like their music. I like what they stand for. I want to support this. It's different. It's just different. You know what I mean? Person, you know, I like him as a person. I like the personality that they right. get on the stage, you know. They're humble. You feel me? Like, they weren't a jerk. They were approachable. They were easy to talk to. You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff counts, dude. It, it, it's way different. You know, I think, especially now as time goes on, more artists are on social media, so it seems more disposable. It seems more, even if you're good, even if you're good, it seems more disposable because there's so many options just randomly on the internet that if you go to a show and you're looking at them head on, shoot, it, it's different. It's just a whole different kind of vibe. You, you like, man, I want to see this person win. I, I, I like them. Like you said, they wasn't a jerk. They were approachable. And not only that, their music is incredible. I want to see them win. Yup. Let me ask you this, man. What makes an artist stand out to you? What makes an artist unique? Like, ah, uh, what makes an artist unique? I really feel like when you're comfortable just being you. The same thing I think what makes a person unique. Just you being comfortable in your own skin, your flaws, your strengths, everything, and you just taking that on and being okay with that. I think that makes all the difference in the world. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, it, it could be a straight nerd. You know what I mean? But if he's so totally comfortable in his skin and he makes music from his point of view, he will gather a fan base. He will. Because the things he's going through is things other people are going through. And they're going to draw to that. Right. And if you're, if you're really... Like, this is hip-hop to me. It's like this, right? Like, if you really are a nerd, then rap about that. But yeah. guess what? But guess what? It's still got to rhyme and it's still got to be done. <laughs> and it's people that can do it. It's like, still got to be creative, you know? Absolutely. Look at look at uh, Lupe's introduction to everybody with Kid Push. That was a song about skating. Nobody ever would think that would, that would work or that would create a superstar or that would create somebody who had a great career in hip-hop. Lupe Fiasco did. I think and about it started like, with Kid Push. Right. And I think about great artists, right, that even came off the streets. Like, for example, you know, Jay-Z, Biggie, they rap about it all day, every day. DMX, all day, every day. They, they rap about the streets, like, or they came off that. They came from that, right? And we get it. I get it. Word. 
But when they really do get on the mic, they really can rhyme, son. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they really, absolutely. they really can rap. They really can rap. You know, like, and what they're talking about is real. But I still see the creativity with it. Like, oh, absolutely. I, because I they, the, they're artists. The creativity, man. They're, yeah. they're artists too. Like, they care about that aspect. Like Jay Z, like all the guys you just named, they're they are into the craft of music. They can rhyme for real. Like, like oh, they're into don't. the crap. They're about being dope. And I think sometimes, you know, with hip hop, it got to the point where it was all about lifestyle and it wasn't about you being dope no more. It wasn't about you caring about the art. You know what I mean? Like it was like mid 2000s. You know what I mean? Like it, it started getting away from you being dope as an artist to just your lifestyle. Oh, this guy's a real gang member. Oh, this guy's a real drug dealer. Oh, but he don't care about the music. And it's like this, right? Mad, mad props, you know, to Jeezy and Ross. They've made some great music. And I give them their props as MCs. They made some great music. All right. But no matter how dope they were coming from the streets, they just they were just not quite biggie. <laughs> no, no, no. And you were, shout out, and you're shout just out not big, you know. And, and I think they would admit that. And shout yeah. out to both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. Because I ain't gonna lie, I like a lot of Ross and Jeezy. Yeah, I like both I'm not of them. Like when now, I'm bro. when I'm in the workout. With, hey, shout out to Jeezy. He just put out an incredible album. Like, if I'm gonna keep it honest, I'm gonna keep it honest. He just put out an incredible album that I like to listen to in the gym. It's an incredible record. And I think as he's gotten older, you're able to see more sides of Jeezy. Now, Ross, to me, Deeper to Rap, that's my favorite Rick Ross album. And I ain't gonna lie to you, like, I would play that all the time in the gym. The gym time is a lot of time why I spend a, I'll spend a lot of that time listening to music. You know what I mean? Just going through tracks, see it would get me amped up or not, but... Uh, I feel I totally feel what you're saying. You know, Biggie, he was the he was the blueprint for so many people. Yeah, dude. And check it out. No matter how dope Ti is and was, and even everybody in the South say he's the king. Um, mad props, no doubt. He's made some great joints too. But you're just not Scarface, you know. Like, you know, sorry, you're just not Scarface, dog. You're just not. You do like I don't know. Writing from the heart. When you're writing from the face. heart, it, Scarface wrote from the heart. I was listening to hey, like you just said, you know. I was listening to uh, one of my favorite Scarface records. Is a song with one verse on it. It's called Southside. It's on the Untouchable album. I'll listen to that thing over and over and over. Just because you feel what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Southside off the Untouchable album, Scarface. It's one verse, bro. It's one yo, verse. Yo, A-King, my, my future kids or future grandkids may not care by the time I get to that place in life. But once upon a time, dog. I opened for Scarface. Oh, what? You know? And I, I that's amazing, I, bro. In 2015, I opened for Scarface at a at a bar in Chula Vista, and um, you know, like, uh, when I listen to his music to this day, he's still getting better at the craft, man. Yo, it's amazing, yeah. dog. He's one he's of those still, guys. He's still me. getting sharp. He's one of those guys for me that, that you know, certain artists that kind of show you how to be uh, not just vulnerable, but just tell the truth. 
You understand? Like certain things only Scarface can write. Certain things only Tupac oh, yeah. can write. Certain things only DMX can write. Like, like DMX slipping. That's one of the best songs that he's ever made. You because it was great. Yeah. It, it it there's no other person that can do that. Only DMX could have made slipping. That was it. And and when you ask DMX of the rappers he fucks with, it's interesting. It's DMX. The only set, the only rappers he fucks with is Nas and Scarface. That's it. And those are the only rappers he fucks with, yo. And and even Tupac will admit he's deeply influenced by Scarface. Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, when I think about it, one of the first MCs to really touch on mental health is Scarface. It's Scarface. It's Scarface. <laughs> Scarface did that. Scarface has been an influence of mine. He's one of the reasons why I really got into music, to be honest with you. Um, I studied dude for a long time, you know, and, I, and I'm a big fan of Scarface. And I'm just a big fan of, like, reality rap. Stuff that, you know, even even a song he did with Ice Cube. Like, that song, the beat, introducing Devin the dude of... Uh, like, oh my gosh, like Scarface, he's a, he's a different animal. And and he's a musician too. A lot of people don't know that. He he's makes a, beats. Yeah, he, he, he plays guitar. Like this dude is a musician too. Produced. Um, so let me, so y'all, oh, okay. Another thing, dog. Let's get Shook it. Knight. Suge Knight got a podcast in jail. I hate it. Go, going at Snoop every Friday. Like, what do you think about this, man? This I, hate podcast? It. I hate it. I hate so, it. I hate it. I have so much respect. And I'm gonna be honest. I have so much respect for Suge. You know, I'm not. I'm not a gangster. I'm not none of that. You know, I believe in positivity and us living it, lifting each other up. But it's so, not progression. This is not progression. Not progression at all. And 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 the fact is. You know, I don't know if you know this, but on Hot 702.5, shout out to Danny Boy. I was able to interview him. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's a video on my YouTube of me and him. Uh, you know, we have our whole conversation. And I basically was just giving him flowers, giving Death Row flowers, and even giving Suge Knight flowers because, you know, people can say all the negative stuff they want. The stuff that he did positive for hip-hop, you know what I mean? That can't be, that can't be stepped on. He did a lot of positive stuff in hip hop too, as far as understanding what the masters were, as far as understanding, you no, know, I'm gonna own this label, I'm gonna help these artists. Like he was sticking his neck out for Mary J. Blige and Joe to see. Like he did a lot of good too. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have got all eyes on me. We wouldn't doggy style wouldn't be like that. You know, we wouldn't have got the chronic. You know, to be honest, if it wasn't for Suge, Suge did a lot of things, man. And all of them wasn't right, but we can't just downplay all of his positive attributes because of that. And so when I hear the podcast, it's like, man, I don't, I don't want people to see him like that. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want people to just see him as some dude that, oh man, he's just talking bad about this dude and that dude. I don't like the fact they're trying to make money off of that, you know, yeah. and, and trying to get him to just talk bad about people. Because Suge Knight, he's a, he's a mastermind too. The dude is smart. Oh yeah, the dude is very intelligent, man. Let's let's not get it fucked up, all right? Bad boy Rockefeller, y'all wanted to be you because of that, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and look you at know, look at the you guys know the dude who had, had. It. 
Look at the death talent row. the dude had. Yeah, Death Row's run was different, dog. It, it was unmatched, bro. It was unmatched. No, there's never going to be another one, No, no, no. There ain't no rap label like Death Row. Nah, man. I'm talking about the best producers and the best rappers popping at the same time. Ain't I'm nobody just... messing with Dre. Snoop Dogg is still a fixture out here in these streets. I'm gonna just say this. Still no doubt. Check it out. Def Jam, Def Jam may have been the architects for sure. And Def Jam may have been the first groundbreaking that to, that can really like put it on the map. Mad props to Def Jam, but even they didn't sell like that role. No, no. They, they there was some, music. Yeah, there was something about this gangster shit that appealed to white folks. Am I right or wrong? No, you you're right, but I'm gonna tell you what's even. It wouldn't have about sold that. if White America did not back it up. You know what it was though. It's Death sold. Row made music. It was it good music too. Sampling. It was good music too, by the way. It was good music. Absolutely. What what I'm saying is, it wasn't just sample, um, sampled bass beats. It was live. They had musicians in there. They, if you listen to Snoop Doggy Dog, uh, uh what's my name? That's a very intricate record to produce. Listen to the way they're singing the hook. Listen to the bass line. Listen to the keys. Everything is put together perfectly. And that makes everybody else who may not be in the hip-hop listen. Because it sounds like music. It doesn't just sound like, oh, I'm going to put on, I'm going to loop this sample. And you're just going to rap on it. No, they made it big. Death Row made it big, bro. Like, uh... Even even if you listen to nothing but a G thing, the the harmonies, the melodies that Snoop is rapping with, they wasn't doing that in hip hop like that. Yeah, they were screaming. Baby, Everybody was screaming. You can sing that to a crowd, and the crowd can sing it back at you. Yep. You understand? Rather than being super lyrical, miracle, and then and, and then and it was just different, man. They opened it up to everybody. And Snoop was on the interview. Though, uh, I think this came out a couple days ago. Snoop was like, "Yeah, man, me and Dre are almost done. We're almost done with this album." So I can't wait to hear it. I think I can't he's wait to calling hear it. it uh, he's calling it missionary. Oh my um, god! So yeah, like I'm I'm looking forward to this for real. And um, yo, man, before I let you go, man, like, what's your advice? For, for young artists out there, man, trying to get into 2024, what's your advice for the, for the artists that may have missed all the great moments of hip-hop because they were not born in the 2000s even? But, like, what what, what can you say for artists that's trying to get in this? All the right. youth, especially first, first the youth. Of all, first of all, everybody got an Amazon account, especially it's the holidays. Everybody know what Amazon is. If you're too young to have an Amazon account, tell your parents. You need to watch Breaking. You need to watch uh, Beach Street. You need to watch the show. You need to watch, shout out to you in your interview. I seen you, bro. Rhyme and Reason. You need to watch these documentaries so you can really see what this game is about. You know, hopefully you're doing it out of love. Not to get famous, not to get girls, not because you think you're going to be all over the TV. No. And if you're going to do this, be a businessman about it. Own your art. Own your stuff and don't just give it away for a quick check. You know what I mean? So you can really write the stories that you want to write. You can really do what you want to do. It ain't art if you ain't got freedom. 
it ain't art if you ain't got freedom. Amen, 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 amen. Yo, yo, AK, man, when are we dropping the Thoughts of a King? Thoughts of a King. So check this out. Before the last day of this year, it'll be available on my website, akingsmusic.com. It will come out in January, in January, on Spotify and Apple Music. But there will be bonus songs on my website that will not be on streaming platforms. Just so you know. You know, because the streaming business is the streaming business. And, you know, they make their money how they make their money. But they give us, they they barely give us anything, to be honest with you guys. So I'm selling my music on my website. And everybody who buys my album will get a piece of merch as well. You know, I'm going to be doing that for the holidays. So y'all check it out. Thoughts of a King. December, the last day of the year, will be available on my website. So y'all please be in tune to that. And it's going to be incredible. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I love it. Yo, A-King, man, thank you for doing this. I'm going to hit you back on the text right now. Uh, to everybody tuning in, one love. And thanks for supporting me and A-King all throughout the years. All right? I'm going to text all you right. back. Yo, thanks for doing this. Anytime, brother. Amity Podcast, we did it. Peace, peace. Later.